Good morning. Great day to be in the house of the Lord, isn't it, today? I'm, I'm going to welcome everybody. I'm Chuck Pruitt, uh, one of the trustees here at Oaks Church. I want to welcome everybody. I'm excited to be up here today. It's uh, to look at a crowd that's got smiles and all excited. Are you excited this morning? Yeah. Amen. You know, you, we come in here in the morning, and I, I know Chad talks about it, but I, I want to talk about all the people that set up. When you come in here in the morning, and there's no chairs, there's nothing up here, and you watch it transform, it's like watching a time-elapse photo or something. All of a sudden, all of a sudden everything's set up, and everybody does a great job, and just it's wonderful to watch. And if you had never came early, come early sometime and hang out and just watch all of it happen, and uh, you'll be blessed. But um, I got a message today that I believe is appropriate. I, I got up here having to follow Tyler. I'm not going to walk off the stage. If I jumped off stage like Tyler did, y'all would have to help me back up. But, uh, but when, he, when he preached and then Chad come last week, I thought, boy, I got to follow both of these guys. This is, this is going to be tough. And, uh, but God's got a message. And uh, the message is, uh, who was in the fire? And uh, think about who was in the fire. If I want to put our scripture text, Daniel 3, 4 through 7 is our scripture text. And... Uh, you know, everybody's heard this story. Everybody, it's not, it's not no new story. It's not, if you were looking for something to, to uh, dig out, something you hadn't heard, we've all heard this story. But do we really understand everything that took place? Do we really understand what all happened with the furnace, with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego? And uh, God pounded it into my head to understand what's happening. I'm hoping that this morning I can get it out to you. That's, uh, I, want to, I want God to use me this morning to give you something this morning that you can take home with you, that you can use next week, next month, next year. I think about some of the messages I heard from preachers over the years, 30 and 40 years ago, and, and I faced something in my life, and I remember a message they preached. You know, We get excited sometimes. We get excited all about something that's going on, but then we walk out, we forget all about it. Well, we want to get that meat that stays with us. It's going to help us when nobody else is around, when we're facing, when we're facing something, a fire that... We don't know what to do and there's nobody else around. That's, that's when we need God's Word to come alive in us. That's when we need to show up. But uh, then Herod cried out, To you it is commanded, O peoples, nations, and languages, that at the time you hear the sound of the horn, flute, harp, lyre, psaltery, and symphony with all kinds of music, you shall fall down and worship the golden image that King Nebuchadnezzar has set up. And whoever does not fall down and worship shall be cast immediately into the midst of a burning fiery furnace so at that time when all the people heard the sound of the horn flute harp and lyre and symphony with all kinds of music all the people nations and language fell down and worshiped the gold image which king nebuchadnezzar had set up father i give you praise this morning father i thank you for being able to be here lord and share your word this morning and lord i pray that we're able to show us something this morning that's going to help us this morning but give us something that's going to help us when we, after we leave, Lord, it'll stay with us. And Father, I praise you, I thank you, and I give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You know, why are people afraid of a furnace or fire? Why are we afraid of fire? Because you get burned. And uh, if you ever had your hair burned or your eyebrows burned, it stinks to start with. No question that you got burned. But you know, when we were, when we were born, we weren't afraid of fire. We're, we learned to be afraid of fire. We learn because we get burned, things happen. Uh, 
I think a lot of times fire, the, fi- the deal with fire is it references to hell. When you think about hell, you think about fire. And uh, so, so we're, we're taught that as we're kids and we think about fire and it relates just to hell. But also fire, uh, God came in fire. God came down in fire and, and, and burned up the offering that was set there when, the, when Elijah defeated the uh, prophets of Baal. He showed up in the fire. But uh, where I work, we have a, a kneeling furnace. We have a, it's called an atmospheric annealing furnace. Now, when I say atmosphere, because it controls the atmosphere, what's in there, it controls the temperature, and it controls the speed of what we put material through it. They said, why are you bringing it up? Because I want to, I want to give you an example. At, at Plymouth Tube, we make steel. Steel tubing is what we do. We, we bend it. We, we draw it down. We do all kinds of stuff. We cut it to length. We sell it for all kinds of different... But as you bend and you work with that steel, it changes the structure of it. It can become hard. It becomes where you can't do anything with it. You can't work with it. So we have to do what we call kneel it. After we draw it, we take a tube and it may be 20 foot long, you know, an inch in diameter, and we draw it out and it'll be 80 foot long, 5 eighths. We, we draw it. So when we draw that tube out, it changes the structure of it. And it becomes hard. So we have to run it through the furnace. Everything has to go through the furnace. has to be kneeled so we can do something with it later. We have, to, we have to heat it. We have to control the atmosphere. We do different gases, different, different materials, takes different gases, takes different speeds, and uh, takes different temperatures. Anywhere from 1,600 to 2,200 degrees is what this furnace stays at. And then it's got rollers, and we roll the tubes to it. If we don't run them through the furnace... We can't do nothing with them later on. We can't take them and process them. We can't straighten them. We can't bend them. We have to, we have to process them through that furnace. And uh, Nebuchadnezzar the king made an image of gold whose height was, uh, they said it in cubits, 60 cubits, and its width was 6 cubits. That translates about 80 to 90 feet and uh, 10 to 12 feet wide. So I'm thinking about this image now. I don't know how tall this ceiling is here, 20 feet. Maybe this ceiling is 20 feet. Think about 90 feet. That's a pretty good size image. Uh, I was thinking about all the gold. You know, if I had that much gold, I'd think of some other things I could do with that gold and make an image of myself with it. But anyway, paying my bills as far as I go or something. I don't know, but this is a pretty big image. And uh, I believe this king had an ego problem too. If he's building this big image and dedicating it to himself, he got a little bit of an ego problem. So maybe uh, this makes us understand what's going on. And he set it up in the province of Babylon and he called everybody together. This wasn't no build it and call my in-laws and my immediate family. He called everybody together. He wanted everybody to see his, what he had built, him. And uh, I think our Satan works continue to entice us to worship things of this world. He's always got something out there in front of you all the time. Whether it be, it could be, it could be different things for different people. There's things that that Satan could wave in front of me that wouldn't affect me, but maybe it would you. Things that he could wave in front of you that affects me, but doesn't affect you. He knows our buttons. He's always got something. And he'll, he'll, he'll use different methods. He'll use different people. He'll use different things, whatever he needs. Uh, he'll pass the big image. and uh, He'll pass thoughts in our mind. 
fear and, and frustration and anxiety. These can become things that come between us and God because we can't, we can't serve, we can't worship because our mind, things that's got in our mind, it's holding us back. It's got, got there in front of us. That's all we see is that image. We can't think, hey, this, this ain't, this ain't. Your family, your friends, your jobs, whatever. Jesus was also tempted when he came out of the wilderness. After he fasted, he was tempted by Satan and Satan defeated him with God's word. And uh, if you put Exodus 20, 4 and 5 up on the board, uh, that was what was happening here. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego had been asked to worship an image. just totally went against what they believed. Totally went against uh, what's God's word. What? I, don't, I don't think it was any gray area. No, no gray area there. No, God was very specific when he said, you shall not make for yourself, yourself. King Nebuchadnezzar made this image himself. The Bible tells us that he made didn't nobody made it for him. Nobody made it for him. He is the one that commanded it to be made. He made this image first, and that wasn't even in my notes. Or any likeness of anything that is in heaven above, or that is in the earth beneath, or is in the water under the earth. You shall bow down, you shall not bow down before them, nor serve them, for I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God, visiting iniquity of the fathers on the children to the third and fourth generation of those who hate me. I would believe that at that point there was a lot of people that didn't want to bow to the image. Do you believe that this morning? Yeah, amen. They, there was people there that didn't want to bow. Yet Meshach, Shadrach, and Abednego was pointed out. They, there was people there that were afraid. They were afraid of the fire. They were afraid they were going to face the fire. Are you afraid of fire? Ask yourself, am I afraid to face the fire that God puts in front of me? Am I afraid of it? Uh, many times we can find ourselves in that position. Everybody else is doing it, so I'm going to do it too. Uh, Shadrach and Meshach had the choice. They had to make a choice to stand up for what they believed. They had to stand up and say, hey, I can't do this. I've got to make a choice here in my life. I can't do this. Uh, when you stand up for what you believe, when you stand up for your beliefs, it does not go unnoticed. Say Amen. You know that today, when you stand up for God, you know it doesn't go unnoticed. You might think it does, but it doesn't go unnoticed. Uh, that holds true for you and I now. The things we stand up for, they get noticed. Uh, the world sees it and notices. My next point, put the first point up there. We will face the fire. In your life, you're going to face the fire. It's coming. If you think you're going to... just Mosey on through, and not everything's going to be hunky-dory. I wish it was, but it ain't. Uh, it ain't going to be that way. You're going to face fire in your life. Uh, and uh, so you're going to face things. Shadrach and Meshach and Abednego, they faced a, a time in their life they had to make a decision. And, uh, of course, then you always got the people. Uh, in verse 8, it said, Therefore, at that time, certain... Uh, people came forth and accused the Jews. They spoke to King Nebuchadnezzar, saying, Old King, live forever. Uh, they reminded the king of his degree, buttered the king up, and then there are certain Jews whom you have set over the affairs of the province of Babylon. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, these men, O king, have not paid due regard to you. They do not serve your gods or worship the gold image which you set up. Number two point, you will be accused. You're going to be accused sometime. Anybody ever been accused of something you didn't do? Amen. You ever had to post bond and, and well, for something you didn't do? I had to post bond one time for two felony theft for something I didn't do. You're talking about change your life, make your life. You're like, God, what is going on here? 
It was all throughout the next day, but been accused. Uh, you know, what was their motive? What was their motive? Did they really care about the king? Did they, uh, do you think they uh, wanted to be in their sin alone? Why was they accusing them? I think about uh, times when you and I will be called out. Somebody's going to call you. You ever been called out for what you believe, for what you stand up for? You ever been called out? And uh, you ever been accused, pointed, fingers pointed at you? I got a note here that says, uh, we'll be in the crosshairs. Everybody know what the crosshairs are? You know, you got a rifle, you got a crosshair. Well, is the crosshairs, being in the crosshairs dangerous? No, it's not dangerous unless there's a bullet in the chamber. You can be in them crosshairs all day long, but if there ain't no bullets, ain't nothing going to happen. You know, and, 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 and that, a lot of times we, we find ourselves in the crosshairs, but there's no ammunition. There's no ammunition against you. So why do we worry about being in the crosshairs? I worry about the bullet. That's what I worry about. But the crosshairs is not going to bother me. You can put me in the crosshairs. Uh, when they pointed out what was happening, Nebuchadnezzar, he got in a rage of fury. Gave the command to bring Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego to him. He said, is this true? Do you not serve my gods? He said, his gods. Do you not serve my gods? And, uh, but if you, and he gave us warning. He said, if you do not worship, you shall be cast immediately into the midst of the burning fiery furnace. And who is, and who is the God who will deliver you from my hands? You know, you and I can answer that. You and I sitting here today can answer that. We know who it is. It's our Savior, Jesus. It's our, he's the Alpha, the Omega, the beginning and the end, the mighty God, everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. He's the Lamb of God and wonderful Counselor. He, next, next, next point. God is able to deliver us. When you face the fire, crosshairs, whatever it is, God is able to deliver you. And Shadrach and Meshach said, uh, O King Nebuchadnezzar, we have no need to answer you in this manner. Uh, if that is true, if that is the case, our God whom we serve is able to deliver us from the burning, fiery furnace. Our God is able. They refuse. You know, sometimes you just don't answer. There's times that, there's times that I've been accused, I just can't answer. Sometimes you've been accused and no didn't answer. Let's let God work. Let God come through for you. And, uh, and that's what we're going to see here in just a minute. They refuse to go against their beliefs. <clears throat> Knowing that it would face that they would face what they would face, but they knew God that they were in God's hands. They knew where they were at. God is able to deliver. They trusted Him. That has to be our answer. That's to be your and my answer. God, we've got to trust Him and know that He's able to deliver us. I don't care what's going on. Don't care what's going on around you. Don't care what the what what the events are. What's happening? God is always able. It's not ever going to catch Him by surprise. And uh, they had to make a choice to face the fire. You and I have to make that same choice. All eyes were upon them. All the eyes were upon them. All eyes were upon us. People are constantly looking at us and looking at what you and I do. What, what's Tessa make? The world is watching. Nebuchadnezzar, and his, he was full of fury, and he told him to heat the furnace up seven times more than it was usually heated. Why seven times? Point number four. I thought about this. Why was it seven times? Do your homework and figure out why it was seven times. Most of you know why it was seven times. Why it was seven times? Because God had control of the thermostat. That's why it was seven times. He had control of the fire. 
You and I standing up for our belief makes the world mad. It messes with Satan's plot. Sister Lewis Parker, we was in a Sunday school class one time. We were talking about God's plan and, and the devil's plan. And Lewis Parker reminded everybody that, hey, God's got a plan. Satan's got a plot. And I never forgot that. I remember that. Satan's got a plot. And if you look up plan and plot in a dictionary, you'll find a difference in them. He's got a plot. He seeks to kill, steal, and destroy. He is, was after Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. He's always after you and I. But we have, we have an advocate with the Father. His name is Jesus. We have to remember that. I think sometimes in our life we forget who we're serving. We forget that He's pleading our case continuously. He's pleading our case. And uh, we have to remember that. You know, I can't tell you that I remember that all the time. I have doubt. Things come against, we get in situations, and then God, where are you at? Where are you at, God? He's there. He's always there. He's trying to, he's trying to get you where you need to be. He's trying to get me where I need to be. That's, that's what he's working on. They were bound, cast in the furnace with all their belongings. Didn't look good, did it? You're tied up. I don't know how hot the furnace was. You know, if it was 300 degrees and they heated it up seven times, it'd be 2,100 degrees. I don't know, I'm just, I don't know how, it, how hot it was, but it's a pretty hot furnace. And, uh, and when they were cast in the fire, it was so hot that the mighty men of valor who were in his army had laid hands on them and cast them in, were killed, as Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego fell into the furnace. All the ones that threw them in there was threw up. Sometimes God burns up some things holding us back or causing us trouble. When you and I go with the fire, there's things that can't stay. There's things that's going to get burned up, that's going to get cast aside. That's going to become, what do you call it, that stuff, uh, ash, whatever. It's, it's, it's going to be no more. And uh, when it, I was thinking about those tubes. When those tubes, when we run those tubes through the furnace, they'll be dark. They'll have dinge on them. They'll be dull. And when they come out the other end, they're bright and shiny. All the stuff's burn off of them. Chad, you can come on up. God, and then King Nebuchadnezzar was astonished. Some translations say he was terrified. He had threw, him, threw them in the fire. And then he looks in the fire and says, He arose in haste and spoke, saying to his counselors, Did we not cast three men bound into the midst of the fire? They answered and said to the king, True, O king, look, and answer, I see four men loose walking in the midst of the fire, and they are not hurt, and the form of the fourth is like the Son of God. God opened their eyes. You know, you and I try to influence people sometimes, and we try to do things, but God is the one that can open eyes. They stood up for what they believed. God showed up. Jesus was in the first. When did they see Jesus? Huh? They didn't see him. They didn't see him before they went in the furnace. They saw him after they went into the fire. That's when they saw Jesus. That was the title of the message, Who's in the Fire? Jesus is one in the fire. Jesus is in the fire. God opened their eyes. He showed up. They recognized Jesus. Then Nebuchadnezzar went near the mouth of the burning fiery furnace and saying to him, Servants of the Most High, Servants of the Most High, come out. And uh, they, saw, they saw these men whose bodies had no, the fire had no power. The hair of the head was not singed, nor were their garments affected. And the smell of fire was not on them. You ever, I asked earlier, have you ever been 
had your eyebrows burned or your hair burned. There's no question about what happened to you. You're going to smell it. The people around you are going to smell it too. But there was no smell, and the Bible makes note of that. He said, Nebuchadnezzar spoke, saying, Blessed be the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who sent his angel and delivered his servants who trusted him, that they have frustrated the king's words and yielded their bodies, that they should not serve nor worship any god except their own god. Therefore, I make a decree that any people, nation, or language that speaks anything amiss against the god of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego shall be cut to pieces, and their houses shall be made as ash heap, because there is no other God who can deliver like this. Point number five. God changes the circumstance. Do you believe that this morning? Say amen if you believe that. Do you believe God can change your circumstances? You know, the decree was changed. Things turned around because they stood up for what they believed in. They took a stand. That's all they did was take a stand. They didn't go out and and, and start a parade. They didn't uh, gather up a bunch of missionaries. They, all they done was stand up for what they believed. They stood up. They said, we're going to take a stand for what we believe. This is what we believe. They took a stand. The situation was changed. God was, God was glorified. Because there is no other God that can deliver like this was came out of Nebuchadnezzar's mouth. The guy with the big ego. And... Uh, then the king promoted Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the province of Babylon. They moved on. They faced the fire and they moved on. You and I, we have to face things and move on. We can't, we can't stay around sometimes. God, God wants us to move on. I talked about that furnace because I talked about the steel and, and why we pull it and what, what all we do with it. And we run it through the furnace to soften it. God's got to do that to you and I. God's got to work on us because this life is tough. This life is tough on you. You're going to have situations. You're going to have things that come up in your life. You're going to have family, friends, job, work, church, whatever. Things are going to bend you and stretch you. And you begin to get hard. And you begin to get to where God can't use you. You know, you ever seen God try to use somebody that's hard? Don't work very well. God tried to use you when you was hard. And uh, God had to soften you a little bit. He had to work on you a little bit. We had to, we had to say, hey, God, I'm, I'm, I'm in a mess. And uh, I, need you to, I need you to break the yoke. I, I have let myself get what? Full of bitterness. I've let things happen to me that's gotten me hard. I need, I need your fire. I need your fire to soften me and get me to a point that you can use me again. I'm, I'm at a point, God, where I, you, know, you could get to a point where, God, I can't use you. What does God need to do to us today, you and I? I can't answer that question for you. You can answer that question. You know there is. You know there is. What are we facing today? What are you facing in your life? I could ask you to raise your hand. I could ask you to stand up. I could ask you to come front. I could ask you to do all three. I know from being on this prayer team, I understand what people are facing in their life. I see it from being, if you had not served on a prayer team, you serve on a prayer team, you find out what people are, where they're at in life, what, what they're battling with. Uh, what are you facing today? What fire could I be running from? God is trying to do something with me, trying to move me on to the next point, and there's a fire out there in front of me, 
ready to get me where I need to be and I'm running from it. I've been there. I wish I could tell you that I always face it. I can remember years back in my life running from anything. When it got a little tough, I wanted to run. When things got a little tough, it was just easy to take off, run somewhere. And I I made up my mind. I said, you know, God, I'm going to stick it out and see what happens. And when I start sticking it out, you know, things, things aren't always like I like them to be, but I saw God come through and I saw what God could do. Amen. That's right. You could be facing uh, an addiction. If you, you know, I'm not going to ask you to raise your hand. If you're facing addiction, if you got a problem in your marriage, y'all stand. you got a problem, you could, could be in your family. I don't know. I'm just asking you. could be with your job, your business. could be in your relationship with Christ. If you want to come forth, you can come forth. It doesn't matter if you want to come forth or not. I want to pray for you at your seat or whatever. I want to testify a little bit about Oaks Church to me. Oaks Church and, 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 and seeing all of you people and, and being here has changed my life. You know, he has changed the way I look at each one of y'all. It's changed how I look at my relationship with God. I, it has changed me. We're going to go through the furnace. We're going to go through the fire. But we've got to choose that. Shadrach, Meshach, and Mendo could have chose to do just like everybody else. They could have chose to say, well, we're just, we're just going to go with the crowd and uh, we're not going to give in to this. I mean, we're, gonna, we're just going to give in. But they chose to stand up. There's a times in your life, there's a, be times in your life where all you've got to do is just stand up. If you'll stand up, God will use you. God will use you to change someone's life. This situation totally turned around because of three Hebrew boys that changed, said, hey, we're standing up. We're going to stand up. We're going to stand up what's right. And it changed everything. The whole situation they were facing. I cannot stress that enough to you this morning. If I didn't know that's the case, I know what the Holy Spirit showed me. I know what I'm seeing in the Spirit. I know that we're struggling. A lot of us are struggling. And God's saying, hey, I got this. I got it. It's under control. It's in my hand. I want you to serve me. I want you to stand up for me. When you stand up for me, I'll do the rest. Let me do, let me work a while. You've been beating yourself to death. You've been working yourself to death. And it's time for me to do something. Is that you this morning?